Hello and welcome to Unlocking Your Coaching and Leadership Potential. This podcast is for people who are passionate about helping themselves and others fulfill their potential and who want to know how NLP, coaching and the neuroscience of your multiple brains can support you in living life to the fullest. If you want to know more about training in NLP, becoming an NLP or highest potential coach, then links to my socials and mailing list are in the show notes. Hello and welcome to this episode of Unlocking Your Coaching and Leadership Potential with me, your host, Sarah Fletcher. So I'm going to follow on with this episode for NLP and teaching. Like I said in the last episode, I do have a lot to say about this because it really is close to my heart. So if you watched the last um, episode or listened to it on um, Apple or Spotify, you will have heard me talking about managing your own state and how important this is when you're creating that sort of climate in your classroom and that you can't change others, but you can really think about your own thoughts, feelings and behaviours to get the results that you want in your classroom. So another thing that I was blown away by on those first few days of my NLP training 20 years ago was thinking about having a mindset of curiosity and, you know, really seeking to understand somebody's behavior rather than making sort of judgments or assumptions. So I would often hear things like, oh, they're just lazy or they can't be bothered or, oh, they're just always causing trouble or they haven't got any motivation. They can't be bothered to put in the effort. And you're a teacher, you probably are if you're listening to this or watching this, then you've probably heard those things yourself, or you might have even said those things yourself about certain pupils. And what this can do is it can really stop us from seeking to understand what's actually going on for the young young person. It can stop us from exploring ways of helping them. And it can prevent us from supporting them in the best way possible to have that great learning experience and to feel good and to achieve the results that you want them to achieve. So one of the things that we learn in NLP is something called the NLP presuppositions, one of which is all behavior has a positive intention. So what this allows us to do is separate the behavior, if you like, from the identity of the person. So we kind of strip those labels away and it can help us to just pause and stop before we make assumptions about somebody else's behavior. So when we ask ourselves the question, what is the positive intention behind someone's behavior? What we mean by that is that at some level, that behavior makes sense to them. So, you know, a young person or a child, perhaps slamming their pen down because they are frustrated, you know, with their work or perhaps, you know, lashing out or perhaps seemingly looking disinterested or or not bothered, behind that behavior, it makes sense to them in some way. So a young person, you know, slamming down their pen might be having a, you know, a moment of feeling like they are a failure or feeling not good enough or feeling that, you know, other people can can do it and they can't. So they're stupid or they are not able to do it. 
or it might be that, you know, a child looking disinterested or unmotivated might have not had any sleep, might have not had breakfast, might be hungry, might have loads of stuff going on at home that you're not aware of. And, you know, this is impacting their ability to think and concentrate. So all behavior has a positive intention. What this means is the behavior might not be positive. The behavior might not be the thing that you want from that young person. However, beneath the behavior lies a perfectly good reason for them behaving in the way that they're behaving. So as a teacher, when you have this mindset, when you kind of embody this mindset or this approach or this attitude, then you can begin to seek to understand your young people, your children at a deeper level. You can look at the behavior as what it is, but beneath that behavior, you can start to really get to know that young person. And this, of course, then helps with building rapport, helps with building trust. It helps with you showing interest in them as a person rather than just being a number in the classroom. And, you know, I get it when you're a teacher, there are 30 or more maybe young people in the classroom. You've got to get through the curriculum. You're being monitored, measured. There's a lot of external pressures on you as a teacher. I absolutely 100% get that. And unfortunately, what that can sometimes do is it can keep us in that kind of head mode of targets achievement, success kind of driven, rather than actually reminding us to go into our heart and connect with that young person or that child on that level of understanding, you know, what is really going on for them, connecting with them on that kind of human level, um, building those relationships, building that trust, having that compassion, having that empathy, having that understanding of um what it what else might be going on for them and I think as well just catching yourself when you might be saying things like they can't be bothered they're not motivated they're lazy they're just disruptive they're doing it on purpose they're all the things that you know we all do say and I have said myself in the past before I sort of knew NLP Um, And it does take that, again, it takes that moment to pause and check in with yourself and go, hmm, you know, what actually might be the reason for this young person's behavior? What else might be going on for them that I'm not aware of? Because there is always more than what we first see. There's always information that we haven't got. And then what you can do is when you start to explore that positive intention, then you can get to the cause of their lack of motivation, their disinterest, their whatever it is, and work with that so that you can begin to engage, motivate, inspire, and help them to flourish and thrive in the classroom. And it's kind of tapping in to what makes them tick. What is it for them that will turn them on, that will light them up, that will make them go, oh gosh, yeah, this makes sense to me. And now I'm engaged and now I'm there and now I'm wanting to do the work. So we've got to kind of take time to find what switches people on, what lights them up, what else is going on for them that we might not be aware of. So NLP, again, gives you that mindset and 
approach, if you like, of curiosity and kind of wanting to seek to understand what else might be going on. So all behavior has a positive intention. That that means that somewhere beneath that behavior, it makes sense to them in some way. And they might not know what that is. You know, it's like a child having a tantrum on the floor when you're a parent and they're doing it in a supermarket and you're embarrassed and, you know, feeling shame because your your child's the one that's screaming on the floor, kicking off. But that child at that moment hasn't learned to emotionally regulate. They haven't learned to, you know, ask for what they need. They might not have the language to ask for what they need. So the tantrum is a way of expressing themselves and getting their needs met. Similarly, in the classroom, when young people might be seemingly doing those disruptive behaviours, might be looking lazy, disinterested, whatever, behind that behaviour is, is, is a positive intention to meet a need somewhere. And how I perceived this as a teacher, it was my responsibility to seek to understand that so that I could get that rapport with them, build that trust, get them on side. And therefore, ultimately, it was going to be a much better environment and experience for all of us. I could teach in the way that I wanted to teach. They could learn in a way that was right for them. Everybody was happy and succeeded and everybody was engaged in the classroom. So similarly, that goes back to kind of what I was talking about in the last one about, you know, your state, the way that you think and feel, your approach, your attitude. This fits very much in with that as well. It's seeking to understand. It's being curious about. It's asking yourself the questions, you know, what must be going on for that young person for them to be behaving in that way? What else might there be that I'm not aware of? How am I going to find out that information? How am I going to connect with them, uh, you know, on a heart level to actually get to know them better, to be interested in them, to ask them how they are? And, you know, through all the kind of research that's been done for education, for, you know, organizations, people want to feel valued. They want to feel that somebody's interested in them. They want to feel that they're important. And that goes for any human being. So as a teacher, you know, we can do that. You can use that time in your classroom to get to know them, get to understand what's going on for them and get them on side so that when things are difficult, you know where to tap with them. You know what to say to get them back on task, get them back on side, get them back doing what you want them to do. You know how to approach them. You know how to use your body language, what words to use, what kind of little gestures to do that get them back on task, that get them engaged, that get them learning, that get them doing what you want them to do. So I just thought I'd share that with you as well. So the presuppositions of NLP are absolutely wonderful. They are almost like guiding principles for kind of in a way of being in the world. And when we when we apply them to teaching, you can really start to think about the, you know, the approach that you want to take, the attitude that you want to have, the way that you want to think about things, the beliefs that you've got, so that when you're working with your young people, when you're teaching your young people or your children or your adults even, I did, you know, all the kind of ranges of um, of ages, that you are using those presuppositions as guiding principles to understand others better, to know where to tap, to get into somebody else's map of the world, to bring them on side, to influence 
influence them, to support them in their learning journey so that they can succeed, so that they feel good, so that they want to engage in the class. Because being in your class is a terrific and wonderful and magical experience. So why aren't they going to want to engage when it feels like that for them? And there's that great saying, isn't there, that, you know, people don't remember necessarily what you say, but they do remember how they felt being with you. And that was something that always sort of, I suppose, landed with me and stayed with me as a teacher. And even now as a trainer of this, it's like, how do I want people to feel when they are with me in my presence? How do I want people to go away and, um, you know, and think about what they've experienced? How do I want it to land with them in their body so that actually it changes their neurology, it changes changes how they feel about things so that they can apply it and it can make a difference in their life. And that's the same with, you know, teaching, teaching and learning. It's not just about knowing. It's not just about knowledge. It's about how do you get that knowledge into the muscle, into the neurology so that it actually lights them up and they feel inspired by what you're teaching. So I hope you've enjoyed this one. So for those of you who are teachers and you are listening to this, then please do come over to my community. If you're in an an education establishment and you want more of this and I would love to you know connect with you and have a conversation about how I can come and share this on inset days or training or coaching um, your staff or your leaders so do connect with me and I'll see you in the next episode see you soon